So Roger, you invest in a winner. It's maybe only 10% of your portfolio or less at the time. The winner goes to the moon. It's now exploded and it's worth 40 or 50% of your portfolio. Do we sell winners once they win or do we take that money away and run off and have a good holiday? What do we do (laughs) when we pick a winner? I can tell you what I would do and I could tell you what other investors tend to do. So I've been in exactly this uh, scenario that you describe, so I can speak with it with some authority. Uh, The company that, uh, for me, presented that exact dilemma uh, was a company called The Reject Shop. We bought the shares in 2000 and uh, they were trading at about $2 each and we liked uh, the people running the business and in fact uh, the CEO at the time was probably one of the best merchants in the country. Guy named Barry Saunders, uh, and he was the consummate retailer. He knew where things had to go on a shelf. Uh, he just knew how to how to sell, uh, and so we knew that this was a combination. Um, this was a rollout story. So this is a, and I don't want to use uh, lingo, but this is a retailer that is going from ten stores to one hundred and fifty stores. You tend to make a lot of money in Australian in the Australian stock market investing in retailers that are expanding their store footprint. One of the easier ways to make money in the market, uh, and then you, it was run by a really capable and competent CEO. Uh, anyway, so we bought the shares at about two dollars for our clients. The shares promptly went to twelve. Uh, so we had a huge, uh, huge increase uh, in the share price, and the the weighting in the portfolio was about forty four percent or forty five percent. And we, at, back at the time, we weren't running a pooled fund; we were running running individual managed accounts. So we had to call every client to explain that this was now high risk in their portfolio. It was too heavy in the portfolio. Now. The response, the right response, is to actually reduce the weighting. Now, how you do that, there's a number of different ways to do that. You could do it by re-weighting the portfolio every month and bringing down the weighting back to its original weight, uh, or you might do it every quarter, or you might say, I'm not going to bring it back to an original, the original weighting, but what I'll do is I'll bring it back to something that I, that makes more sense. You know, I, I can see another opportunity out there, or I, need, I know I'm going to need the money for a purchase. You don't want to be investing money in the stock market, by the way, if you know you're going to need that money in the next two or three years, because it could take it could take more than that amount of time or about that amount of time to recover from a crash. So any money that you know is going to be required, you might sell. So that could be a reason for re-weighting. That, that's, my, that's what I would do. But of course, the clients don't want to do that, right? Now, that, now it's their favourite stock in their portfolio. They love it. Mind you, they don't know anything about it, right? They don't know what I know about the business. They only know what they think they know. And there's a great phrase, don't believe everything you think. Mm. Right? It's really good to remember that. Um, and so a lot of our clients at the time who I called directly uh, to explain that this is now uh, you know, too heavy a weighting in the portfolio and we need to sell it, they didn't want to. But we did anyway. Uh, and the share price, you know, share price has subsequently collapsed because Barry Saunders retired, and you know, there's been a, a conga line of CEOs who haven't been as good as him. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You mentioned, you know, if you were going to sell it down, you might do so over the coming months or the quarter. Mm. Is that just a risk management thing rather than just logging in and clicking sell half on day one, like the d- reverse of a DCA on the way in? It's a little bit more nuanced than that. Um, so what you do is you say, right, I've, I've put 5% of my portfolio into this company or I've put 2% or 1%, whatever the percentage is. And every month you're going to rebalance the portfolio to get them all back to their original weight. So this, it's, it's doubled. So it's now 2% of my portfolio. I'm going to sell half because that brings me back to 1%, depending on what everything else in the portfolio has done. So that's one approach. It's called rebalancing. Um, and, and investors should be doing it um, regularly anyway, rather than just putting things in their bottom drawer and leaving it. Because it might be, for example, if they're using, let's say they're using ETFs uh, and they've got a broad index fund, but they've also got some thematic ETFs. You know, no doubt you've been talking about those. It might be an AI themed ETF. Well, you know, that's arguably, you know, and I say arguably carefully, but it's arguably a fad at the moment. Now it's going to have a long-term future AI and it could be transformative for the human race, but it doesn't mean the share prices are always going to go up. So mm. what you do is you rebalance those because you've made a lot of money in them and it is unusual to make 20 or 30 or 40% in 12 months or even in less time. And so if you say, for example, make 50% in a month, you have to be very cautious about that rather than excited about it because you know that if you annualise that, that's an unsustainable return. And so rebalancing is one way to maintain discipline uh, and make sure that you're you're always selling at high prices and buying at low prices. And I think the the whole tax thing is worth managing. Uh, oh, yeah, managing I can talk and, to you about that. Yeah, because like I, I shared this story like, uh, a lot of my listeners know and, and you know that I won't put more than probably 10% of my portfolio in individual stocks or speckies or startups because I like to be interested. I like to be engaged. I, I like all this investing stuff. And a few years ago, I, I put some money in a, um, a pre-IPO. It IPO'd, went to the moon, like it was 600% or something in two mm. weeks. And yeah, that's, that's time to get out. Yeah, and I was just like, "This is amazing!" And it was real money. Mm. Um, it's only real when you when you actually crystallize it. That's right. So I'm like, <laughs> I actually don't, I don't want to hold this for twelve months to get the CGT concession because yeah, it's no. probably not going to be like this in twelve months. So I'll get the getting while the getting's good. And I did a smash and grab and got out of there. You yeah. Know? So so it is quite common. It's it. I've seen it over. I've been doing this for thirty three years. Uh, one of the things that I've seen that is very popular amongst individual investors, particularly those who are sensitive to tax, uh, is to say something that's making money, I'm not going to sell it because I'll have to pay capital gains tax. So they hang on to it for much longer. They outstay their welcome. Mm. It then makes a loss and then they're happy to sell it because now they've got a tax deduction. You know, they've got a capital loss to carry forward. Um, but you should never, and you've heard this advice many, many times, you should mm. never make investment decisions based on tax. So you don't invest in things just because they've got a tax benefit. Um, you invest in them because they're a good investment. Uh, and the same goes for individual shares or ETFs. If something's over the top, 
in terms of its valuation. We can talk about more about, we'll talk more about that today. Mm. If it's over the top, then, you know, you take your profit, you pay your tax and you move on. Um, you don't let tax drive the investment decision making. 